Welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abijamra. I'm your host. I am the founder of Living with Power Ministries, a ministry that is focused on providing biblical truth for everyday life and to helping Christians find their hope in God again. And if you have found yourself disillusioned by Christianity or by your faith, get into our website, find a resource that will get you fixed back on Jesus and remind yourself of all the things that God is doing in your life. He's at work. I know it. And one of the signs is that you're here. So uh, download our app, the Living With Power app, or go to livingwithpower.org. Catch up on this Leadership Edition series. Uh, We are coming to the end of it. Only a couple of sessions left, but we've got a few that we've already stocked into our iTunes library and uh, on our app. And so we hope you're going to take advantage of it. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about a uh, uh, sort of challenging topic. Uh, Well, not really challenging, but maybe an encouraging topic to some of you. But I'm going to talk about loneliness and leadership. Loneliness and leadership. I... uh, I think this is a critical topic. I think many people feel lonely in leadership and don't know who to talk to about because that's the whole point. If you're lonely, you're alone and you don't know who to tell. And it's sometimes in our culture a shaming thing to say, well, I'm lonely. It's almost you feel bad to admit it. Um, Jesus felt lonely, I think. Uh, I do. I think that towards the end of his life when he went to the cross, right before he did, he prayed in Gethsemane and he took his three closest friends. He told, shared his heart, said, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. And uh, he said to them, pray with me. And then he went a little further away and prayed. And he came back. And guess what they were doing? Uh, he came back and found them sleeping. And he says to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. And the second time he went and prayed. And again, he came back and found them sleeping. I mean, that's, that's, that's brutal. And so he felt alone, I think. And then later, of course, when he went to the cross, um, he said a lot of different things on the cross, uh, the final statements of Jesus. But the most lonely is... Uh, when he cried out to the father uh, at the very end and said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, so Jesus understood loneliness and leadership. And, uh, and this, is, this is why we've, we've used him as the greatest example of leadership of all times, because he is, but because he exemplifies so much of, we've talked as, of what we've talked about and, and sympathizes with us. I love the uh, book of Hebrews that talks about having, us having a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. And now, I'm not saying loneliness is a weakness. It's a reality. It's not a weakness. It's a reality. And so I want to give you some thoughts about that. Uh, Incidentally, I have here jotted down 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 12. Uh, This is not Jesus. This is the Apostle Paul. But uh, boy, he felt lonely. And uh, some of the saddest, in some ways, I always felt those verses were so sad. Um, He writes, at the end of his life, he's in prison. And he tells, he writes, uh, I think it's to Timothy, and says, Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. Uh, Luke alone is with me. And then he talks about, um, he says, When you come, bring the cloak that I left with corpus and the books and the parchments. And, and then he goes on and talks about how, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me, may not be charged against him. And then he says, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. And some of you, you're living and experiencing that right now. You're leaders and you feel lonely and you feel like everyone's abandoned you. And um, it may not be a prevalent sense, but maybe once in a while you feel that. Maybe there's area of your leadership where you feel it. You wish you were better known. You, You might feel it even more when you compare your course in leadership to others that seem to be best friends forever everywhere you look and you're like how did they all get along so well why was I invited to the party and and so how do you deal with this and 
And um, I wrote down three thoughts on this, and I, and I, I think I know a lot about loneliness. I'm, I'm 47, never married, twice engaged. Uh, I always talk about being a loner, but, but I, I need intimate relationships in my life. Not many of them, but a few of them. And I've gone through seasons where I haven't found that as, as, as much as I would have thought God would have provided. And, and, and I've, I've learned to adjust it to it, but sometimes our coping mechanisms are just hiding uh, the pain that is underneath it. And I don't know that that's necessarily the right approach either. And so, uh, so here's, here's just some three thoughts. Number one, while it's common for leaders to feel lonely, it's your response to loneliness that will set you apart. All right. Let, let me let me give you a newsflash. Everyone gets lonely. Every, and we are living in an epidemic of loneliness so that everyone gets lonely a lot today. Okay. But leaders get particularly lonely. And I don't think leaders are afforded the luxury of admitting that they're lonely because you have to sort of be uh, leading in all ways. But but I think it's it's important to remember, first of all, you're not alone in your loneliness. It's common for leaders to feel lonely. But here, here's the thing that's going to distinguish you as a strong and stable and godly leader, it is that um, your response to loneliness ought to be unique. And so you, you say, how? Uh, this is critical. Um, number one, you've got to stop giving way to escape, escapism. All right, escapism. And uh, everyone's been there as leaders. You feel like you've poured yourself so much into others that you sort of are entitled to just, you know, have your little fun like you've worked so hard and this is now like you you want to just unwind and so you have your guilty pleasure and I don't know what it is every one of us has it and so and, and so we escape to it and sometimes the more the burden of leadership the more you feel entitled to escape into whatever behavior that you know might not be right or might not be right in big amounts and it might be something like drinking or it might be something like watching certain things you shouldn't watch or on and on I mean um I mean, it's some things, I guess you could, I mean, some things could be good things like exercising, but it could be taken to the nth degree and it could become a god in your life. And, and, but, but really, I think escape, escapism usually is a vice, a vice, and uh, something that you wouldn't want people to know about you. Uh, you might be even ashamed of it, but you do it because you feel like you've earned the right to escape in the moment. And so um, a lot of times that escapist behavior happens. Uh, when you're lonely, alone in leadership. And rather than reacting to loneliness by justifying patterns of escapism, uh, you've got to do it differently. You've got to find your fullness in the Lord so that you don't have to escape. But, but most of us aren't finding our fullness in the Lord. And so we end up doing things that we think will bring us satisfaction. By the way, I, I really think that's what happens with a lot of, like we hear about pastors falling into uh, sexual affairs and things like that. And you wonder, how did this happen? And it doesn't happen all at once. It happens little by little uh, by justifying small behaviors that lead to big behaviors that lead to tragedies. Uh, so don't give in to escapism. Don't give in to entitlement, uh, like you're better than others, or uh, this, this sort of a reaction to loneliness. And, and it, again, leads to sin because you think you're better than others. Don't give in to excuses. You know, you end up doing things you never thought you would do, but you make excuses for it because you're tired, uh, you know, because you're not seeing fruits for, you know, the work that you've done and whatever excuses you make up, you know, you're going to, you're never going to do it again. And oh, it's exhausting to think about that. Um, it, here, here's the thing I'm learning. There's a loneliness that is a natural part of being a leader. This is part of, um, of, the, of, of, of the calling, part of your destiny as a leader. There's going to be a certain amount of loneliness. Otherwise, don't be upfront leading. You can be back in the group and 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 sort of uh, do it differently. But if you're leading, if you're leading, leading, if you have a gift of leadership and you're up in front of the pack and leading, uh, there's a normal, natural part of leadership. Now, 
you might be listening and you're not a leader leader. Maybe you are somebody who's like, man, I never saw myself as a leader till now. Um, but I'm going to challenge you that even you, uh, and I mean, till now when I presented at the beginning of the leadership edition that you are a leader too. So you might not have thought of yourself as a leader, but you are to a certain extent. Maybe you're a, um, you know, an, uh, 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 a person who's currently in a season where you're not leading anything, but yet you still are. Uh, potentially, if you are distinguishing yourself as a follower of Jesus and living according to his ways and not the ways of the world, I think there's a loneliness that comes with that. Uh, and by the way, that is a form of leadership. Living your Christian life is a form of leadership in the culture. Remember when I said leadership is high-level discipleship. And so any Christian who's living for the Lord, in that capacity, you're growing in discipleship. You are sort of in a in a state of, of, um, of, of leading, uh, culturally in your neighborhood and your even in your church and, and it's lonely to always feel like you're doing things a little bit differently than everybody else and that, that's a natural part of leadership expect it the problem again with loneliness is what you do about it now there are times when i felt lonely where uh, i think the right thing would have been to get out of that loneliness and find someone so you know we talked last time about solitude spiritual discipline of solitude and i distinguish that from loneliness because that is a sought out solitude is a sought out time with god whereas loneliness is it's saturday night you find yourself if you're single you understand that alone and no one's calling you and next thing you know you're in a pit of self-pity next thing you know you're like this stinks and you're either in utter despair or you're escapist doing whatever it is that you wish you wouldn't do the next day and, and on and on and on and it's horrible all right i i know i've written books about it i will write more books about it and um and i believe there is a better way and um and sometimes it means getting out of that loneliness calling pick up pick up the phone and call someone and, and those are relationships you have to build over time uh, so that they're there for you in those moments. And I urge you, if you're that leader who is turning to escapist behavior because you're so lonely, I urge you to use the email I give you at the end of every session and email me. We will help you. Until you find someone live, we will be there for you as best we can. We do not want you to struggle alone. There's nothing worse than continuing to lead, especially in the area of ministry, knowing that there's something you're, a way that you're reacting to loneliness that is not honoring to God, feeling bad about it, not wanting it, and yet being stuck in it. I believe there's a better way, and we will help you in it. So please email me at lena at livingwithpower.org if that's you. Here's a second thought. This is the first one was, what, while it's common for leaders to feel lonely, it's your response to loneliness that will set you apart. Number two, while it's common for leaders to feel isolated in their loneliness, loneliness is an invitation into deeper fellowship with the Father. Okay, to, to, you, Maybe on the first point you said, well, what response to loneliness? What am I supposed to do? Well, here it is. It is loneliness is your invitation to deeper intimacy and fellowship with the Father. I, I wrote about that when I wrote about singleness. I really believe that the, I, I, I'll say this and then I'll qualify it, that the gift of loneliness is an invitation to the presence of the Father. And now you might say, well, loneliness is not a gift. It is a result of the fall. Okay, I respect that and I agree. I'm not saying that. God created man. He said it's not good for man to be alone. So God wants us in fellowship. It's why there's a trinity, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But he's with us always, so we're really never alone, first of all. But but there is a gift in loneliness. And God God is faithful. He, he will not let us suffer above what we can handle. And in that loneliness, if you can, now if you grow the spiritual disciplines of prayer and solitude and communion with God, practicing the presence of God, then it becomes more intuitive to you in those lonely times not to turn on the TV, but to open your Bibles. The Psalms is where you need to be if you struggle 
um, with feeling isolated in your loneliness. Uh, that gift of loneliness is typically a season. I, I heard this before and I love it. Don't let a season of loneliness turn into a lifestyle of despair, okay? Uh, don't let a season of loneliness, you might, you're, you're probably, not you might be, you're probably, if you're in a season of loneliness, you're probably, it's just a season. It's going to pass. God will teach you what he has for you in it. I think about Joseph in prison in the Old Testament, Genesis 39 on. He was, I'm sure he was lonely in prison. And if you look at chapter, I think, uh, 41 of Genesis, he when the baker and the butler come into prison and he gives them the interpretation of the dreams and then he sends them back out and he says, please tell someone, tell Pharaoh that, that I've been wrongly had, you know, I'm here by the, you know, I wasn't, I didn't sin, I didn't do anything wrong. And you sort of hear the ache in his soul. And I really believe that he suffered with loneliness. Um, but, but he didn't let it defeat him. And, it, and, and you see a man who came out of prison close and intimate with God the Father so that by the time he has his kids, at, when he becomes the second, hand, uh, second man to Pharaoh and he has his kids and he names them redemptive names, giving glory to God, you see the heart of a man who grew closer to God in his prison. So he didn't let the season of loneliness turn into a lifestyle of despair. And that's the risk for us. And so... Um, Start marking down when are the seasons in your life where you get the most lonely, and when you are in those seasons, what are some strategies you can implement to uh, to change that, and uh, so you're not falling into patterns of sin, so that you're not falling into a lifestyle of despair and negativity. Um, so here's a third thought: while it's common for leaders to feel ashamed about their loneliness. Loneliness is a sign that you're actually leading. <laughs> I like that. I kind of talked about that earlier, but I'll talk about it again. No need to be ashamed of your loneliness. Um, all these things I said earlier, like, you know, when I, my schedule's empty and people ask me, like, what are you doing now? And I have, I'm literally, I'm like, nothing. Where are you speaking these days? Nowhere. You know, I, I no longer, I, I really am growing in not feeling as ashamed about that. I would say I'm, I'm not ashamed, but I would be lying. I still sort of feel a bit of a, oh, I'm a loser. I don't have anything going on. But I'm learning the beauty of what God is doing in my life in these seasons. I see it. I see it. Uh, same with loneliness. Um, I mean, the last thing, you know, some, you go to church on Sunday, someone's like, what did you do last night? Oh, nothing. I spent the evening feeling sorry for myself because I'm alone and I'm a leader and nobody loves me and nobody called me and, and nobody cares about all this, how I'm pouring into their life and on and on and on. Um, maybe I'm the only person who feels that way. I hope not. I think some of you feel that way too. But in order to lead, you have to get to the front of the line. And so you are going to feel some loneliness. And I think if leaders were more open about some of the emotional struggles that they're going through. First of all, I think you'd find more freedom. Uh, I think shedding light on areas of shame or areas of pain brings them to, brings you to closer to freedom. But also I think it encourages others. Think, think about how you could, uh, you might be a mom leading your family, your kids right now. Your husband is working, you're decided to stay home. And I know that's stereotyping, I apologize. If you're the dad and you stay at home, I'm just, I'm just saying in general, I'm picking it as a gender neutral. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying like, you know, um, Think about how many moms, in fact, the mom blog world grew out of that. Women started going online saying we're lonely and we, we want community. And they built communities that became, I mean, a lot of these women became superstars uh, built on this connectivity of being vulnerable in the areas of their shame and their pain. 
So uh, one of the distinctives of a leader is that you're ahead of the line and you are leading. So don't be ashamed that you feel lonely. And when, as a leader, you start admitting to when that happens and how you deal with it, think about how you might inspire other leaders, uh, especially if you've become in a season of mentorship and you're mentoring others. This is an area you cannot afford to gloss over. And uh, in order to lead well, you've got to accept that sometimes the road is lonely, case in point, Jesus, but that God is always with you. The reason Jesus was abandoned by the Father is so that he could bear our burdens, our sins, and buy us permanent presence with God the Father. Because he was separated from God the Father, we will never have to be. So if you are a follower of Jesus, you've given your life to him, you've taken his payment on the cross for your sin, nothing, Romans 8, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. That's how it all works together. That's the gospel. So some of us need to preach the gospel to ourselves in our loneliness. So, uh, but you're not alone. You're not. And I um, am a voice on the podcast, but I'm also a live human being. And I'm alive, as, as far as I know. I'll be alive when this airs. And, um, and I urge you to get on livingwithpower.org. Email me through the contact page or email me at lena at livingwithpower.org. Hey, we've got so many resources for you that are meant to fix your mind on Jesus. You don't have to do this alone. Uh, we are constantly thinking of ways to, to create community. We're thinking now of doing an online Bible study and different things like that. So we want to be there for you. In the meantime, um, be in touch with us. Share this with somebody else. We'd love for you to share our resources with others. Uh, there's Morning Minutes, which is a, a Bible study, five minutes a day uh, via audio through books of the Bible. We've got the Power Minute, which is just a daily online devotional that gets into your mailbox when you subscribe to our website. Uh, we are on social media. Um, we love you, bottom line, and we want you to take advantage of, of these things. Hey, I know we're coming to the end of the leadership series here in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but, but I would say this, if you've got feedback, ideas, thoughts, people that you think I should interview, better yet, if you know them and can get us an in with them, that's even better. Anyway, any of those things, email me, lena at livingwithpower.org, and uh, have a blessed day. Put your hope in Jesus. He's the only one who will never fail you. And we'll see you again next week.